Pickaxe. Hello, and welcome to this week's podcast of this week's One Life Left radio show, underscore radio show. We are a radio show, mm-hmm. Andrew Smith. Uh, my name is Simon Byron. My name is Steve Curran. Spiky show this week. Mm. Don't know why. Um, I've started fasting again, Steve. Maybe that's <laughs> it. I'm hungry. There we I'm go. Hungry. Uh, I'm hangry. Uh, so apologies to um, Andrew Smith and Suicide Squad, although I only mean one of those apologies. <laughs> Actually. Uh, yeah, it was a slightly cross show this week for various reasons, some of which will be apparent, other of which, others of which may not be apparent, depending on how much editing I managed to get done before the show has to go out this evening. Well, it sounds like last week's show was okay. Hmm. It was. Uh, we're, we're having technical problems with the uh, with our middleware provider, uh, our virtual studio. If you've got any recommendations for other virtual studios, please let us know, because it's clear this one is breaking and they are not apparently fixing it. Uh, I, I asked um, uh, the pickaxe guys if mm. they could recommend another service. Um, I'm going to need to play my cards close to my chest in case Riverside listen to this bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they said there isn't really anybody else you can go to. So we're going <laughs> to so have to pretend. We're not going back to audacity. So No, I did. Um, when I left the recording last week, it asked you to rate it. Mm. And I did say uh, it wasn't very good. And they said, why? And it's because your software's rubbish. And I pushed send and I logged off so they could, could have a go at me. <laughs> it wasn't my fault. Yeah, I also um, gave them the thumbs down. Uh, asked for my yeah, feedback. boo you, we boo you. But I will write to them this week. Uh, that's assuming they're not watching right now. Maybe they watch every they show be. as it goes out. Um, yeah, laughing mm. whilst, whilst they're burning our money. Maybe they use. Um, Pickaxe said that they want a new promo as well. By the way, you did one last time without me, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Yeah, but they want another one with both of us. So we are going to have to do that at some point. Fantastic. All right. Well, we will do that. Maybe we could record one at Pocket Gamer where I'll see you on Monday. Yes. Okay. Uh, Let's say that we're going to do that and then not. Okay. That sounds like us. (laughs) Brilliant. Well, I'll see you there. Uh, But before then, uh, here's this week's show. Good evening and welcome to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. We're a video game radio show and my name is Steve Curran. Hello, I am Simon Byron. How are you, Simon? I'm a little bit chilly today, Steve. Uh, the weather in the UK has got pretty cold. Um, there are pictures circulating on the on some WhatsApp groups of snow in Scotland. Mm-hmm. There's no snow here, but it's... Um, it's pretty cold, and for the recording, I've got to turn off the the little heater that I have um, that keeps the general air temperature in the in the shed um, a little bit warmer. Which means that towards the end of it, my fingers are going to be getting cold. Oh, no, I know, I know, and my fingers are in the wars, <laughs> Steve. Uh, this weekend, I uh, was grating some cheese. Okay, and I just um, I just clipped. The top end of my index finger Ooh. on the cheese grater it was a new cheese cheese grater. It was a gift from my wife, mm-hmm. as recommended by John Robbins, apparently. Um, anyway, very good cheese grater. Also very good at grating fingers. Um, anyway, fine. Is this? Wait, wait. Can you describe mm. the grater? Set the scene. Is it one of those, you know, bell-shaped ones, or is it one of? The, is it a flat thing that you no. grip in the other hand, or you is don't grip a... and you grip? Well, it's, it's it has four sides. Okay, but. Um, it collects into its own little uh, perspex container. So you don't get the cheese everywhere. No, I know the one. Get, and you don't get the bits of fingers everywhere either. Okay, okay. Um, anyway, so I did that, nicked the top. Um, there was some blood. Mm-hmm. Got over it, didn't cry. Now, I know that there are bigger problems in the world, Steve, but I'm, I'm having trouble logging on to my Windows Hello using that finger with it now. <laughs> I know, I 
takes me slightly it's longer. Removed your fingerprint. <laughs> no, uh, temporarily. <laughs> but uh, I've been trying to play some games on the old handheld, which has mm-hmm. got Windows Hello on it. And I, yeah, it's it's a nightmare. It's frankly a nightmare. I'm so sorry, Simon. Um, so that's been bad. I tell you what else has been bad. Mm-hmm. I was excited today because it's Prince of Persia release day, isn't it? Of and course, so I was going course. to download it this morning in preparation mm-hmm. that I could have a couple of hours later when Ramona goes to bed, logged on to Ubisoft Connect. Um, it's not there, is it? It's not there, Steve. No. If you Google Prince of Persia, whatever it's called, um, release date, it tells you it's the 15th of, Dece- of, of January. Mm-hmm. It's not, is it? That's for where that's the deluxe edition. Three oh. days early. Oh. I've been counting down to today over the weekend, looking forward to it, and now I've got to wait until the eighteenth. The These deluxe edition you word do- I can't say. <laughs> well, you don't consider yourself a deluxe person? I haven't but no, I'm not I'm None not of your cousins visiting from foreign countries, deluxe people. Well, no, actually, because I bought this. I, mm-hmm. I pre-ordered this myself. Um, if my friends from abroad were over, had they? Re- we looked at the deluxe edition, mm-hmm. and we thought, no, uh, it's fine. You know, it's 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 you know what we're getting from the pre-order is the warrior within co- in-game costume. Anyway, why would you pay even more for? Well, why would I don't you? know what is yeah, the, exactly right. What is okay? We don't know. We don't know. We don't know. We're not we don't deluxe know. All we know is, you know, All we know is that we weren't going to pay the even more money. There's been a lot of debate on the internet about whether it's a fair price for a 2.5D game. <laughs> I know. How much, how much extra would you pay for that 0.5D? Well, indeed, indeed, indeed. indeed, indeed. Um, I'm all right. Thanks for asking, Simon. Good. Is that because uh, that word that um, I almost used, uh, we mm. did use in a pre-show discussion about people on LinkedIn we don't <laughs> like? <laughs> we did. Is that because you got that out of your system? <laughs> but I've been wanting to get that out of my system for a while. I did worry uh, when we started having that discussion whether the people who join us for the show live, because we do broadcast this, record this live on, um, on Monday lunchtimes, and you can join us. Uh, by following the link that Simon posts in the Discord. But I wondered if people were smart enough, if they joined that link before you post that, whether they can see us chat. Ooh. And get all the real gossip. The real goss. Well, um, it was... Uh, I mean, it was, it was hardly, um, you know, uh, earth-shattering stuff, was it? It was <laughs> just the name of somebody that you knew on LinkedIn that I don't know mm-hmm. that you liked. And then we rattled off a list of other people that we don't like, but aren't going to do anything about. (laughs) But it's good, isn't it? One Life Left is my weekly therapy session with you, Simon. It's good to be having it again. We are, of course, a radio show as well. Uh, We talk about video games mostly across the course of an hour. We'll have the news coming up in a minute. All being well with Riverside FM, our hosts, because it wasn't all well last week, Simon, but I followed their instructions to make it work this week. We'll have video game reviews coming up in the the second half of the show. I, I have played some games. You won't have played Prince of Persia, but I assume you've played something else. I have, actually. I've played a fair few games. Oh, well done. Well done. Well done. Um, video game uh, letters. Wait a second. Hmm. Have we? Uh, people have got about 15 minutes, I'd say, to get <laughs> 15 have minutes we? to get your letters in. Uh, come on. You were all so good over Christmas. And, um, you know, might have time for a Fast Five as well at some point during the show. Or anything else. We don't have a guest this week. If you want to be a guest, let us know. Oh, we should talk about guests, though, shouldn't we? About the drama that last week. Oh! <gasps> I forgot about that. <laughs> I just noticed that Tim was typing in the Discord in the mailbag section. Come on, Tim, we are relying on you. <laughs> All right. Uh, actually, uh, that reminds me. I was, I was supposed to send a code out last week, which uh, I haven't done either. But there we go. Uh, when, when should we slag off previous guests then? <laughs> Do you have a special section for that? Yeah, that'll bring in... It won't future it. guests, won't it? But hopefully what it will do, Steve, is mm-hmm. encourage better behaviour if you are fortunate enough to come <laughs> on One Life Left. A few ground rules that we can run through later on. It's time for the news. 
Me, Charles Bot 1.1. Steam, the digital gaming platform, hit a new record on Sunday with over 33.6 million concurrent users, according to analytics site SteamDB. This beats the previous high of 33.5 million users, set in March 2023. Of these logged-in users, over 10.6 million were actively playing games. This surge follows a successful 2023, which saw the release of a record 14,535 games. Following its winter sale, Steam has more promotions lined up for 2024, including a spring sale in March. It's like a bustling digital playground, only with fewer scraped knees and more virtual dragons. As we look ahead, Steam is poised to break even more records in 2024. Predictions include the platform reaching a whopping 40 million concurrent users, releasing an unprecedented 20,000 games, and hosting the largest virtual cosplay event with over a million participants. Additionally, Steam is set to break the record for the most number of virtual pizzas ordered in a single day during their summer sale. It's clear that in the world of Steam, the records are as imaginative and entertaining as the games themselves. <laughs> They're not Charles funny though, Charles, are they? <laughs> <laughs> I did prompt you two or three times and thought this is probably the best we're going to get. Mm. Um, uh, but there we go, Steve. Oh, we, were, we were record breakers. Last more week. and more people on Steam, more and more games being released. I saw someone on LinkedIn, um, the premier social networking site for business <laughs> professionals. For um, black, what, what was that BlackBerry called? That that can't see the BlackBerry, <laughs> the playbook. Yeah, the professional. Oh, yeah. yeah, the tablet for professionals. professionals. <laughs> Where is your playbook? <laughs> I gave it away to somebody, didn't I? You you ended up throwing cricket balls at yours, didn't you? Because yeah, you're that much mine. of a businessman. Yeah. Uh, I saw someone on LinkedIn saying that, well, it's all right. It's all right that there's all these redundancies in the games industry because the secret is, actually, if you look at Steam, there's more and more players every year. And so even though we're releasing more and more games, there's more and more players for those games. Okay, and how do the people that have been made redundant feel about about? I think that? they were fine with it. Fine with it. Lots of applauses. Lots okay. of rocket ship. Well done. 2024 It's going to be our year, Simon. Don't mean mine and your year. Uh, very much doubt it'll be our year. <laughs> the best is way behind us, Steve. <laughs> it's gone. <laughs> it's gone, it's gone, it's gone. Still, good for Steam, eh? Well, we've got, we have a fair bit of Steam news in this uh, week's section. But yes, um, it grows and it grows and it grows. Um, yeah, I, I mean, more games, more players. Uh, I, I don't know. There is a feeling that this year is going to be difficult. And already we've seen um, some layoffs at Twitch, at uh, Discord, which has um, which has been yeah which have been widely reported um uh, i think embracer have have continued this yeah, uh, this year as they ended uni- the last unity one unity as well unity, unity another 25% yeah. of their staff i heard google let a lot of people go um, right but that's fine actually cuz some idiot on linkedin can say actually it's all okay because there's more games coming out and more people playing them more right. that's what we want all right uh let's try the next news story Sony Honda Mobility, the love child of Sony and Honda, has unveiled their latest party trick at CES, driving their electric vehicle prototype, a feeler, with a PlayStation 5 controller. While they assure us it's merely a tech showcase, it's a tantalizing glimpse into a future where Grand Theft Auto could become a bit too real. The company also announced a partnership with Gran Turismo developer, Polyphony Digital, to create vehicles that blend the virtual and the real. And as a cherry on top, the Afila prototype 2024 will be drivable in Gran Turismo 7 later this year. Buckle up, gamers. As we ponder the possibilities, we can't help but imagine other outlandish uses for video game controllers in everyday life. Imagine using your Xbox controller to operate your microwave, perfectly timing the popcorn without a single burnt kernel. Or using a Nintendo Switch controller to remotely control your Roomba, turning household chores into a fun game, perhaps even using a PlayStation controller to conduct an orchestra, each button corresponding to a different instrument. The future is here, and it's as bizarre as it is exciting. Game on. 
<laughs> um, I got a new controller this week, Simon. Congratulations, Steve. Wanna, what is it? Do you want to see it? I do want to see it. There it is. Oh, that's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's a... Uh, it's an Xbox controller, a Bluetooth Xbox controller, because the ones that I have are quite old. They don't have Bluetooth in them, and I wanted something. I went, I waited for a long time for the Mac version of Baldur's Gate 3 to come out because I was so excited about using a keyboard to control my character. Uh, and it turns out that's more annoying, at least for me, than using a joypad. So I've had to buy a joypad to use it on my Mac, Bluetooth uh, joypad. Wow. It's nice to know that nothing will stop you from uploading your sordid sex clips <laughs> presumably from from your Mac. Um, Simon, some garage band accompaniments. What I didn't understand this news story. What what what's it uh, mean? Sony the physical and the digital with car. Sony drive. showed a car off that you could con- a real actual car that they controlled with a DualShock controller just because they could. Right. Because it's CES, Steve. Have you not seen all the stuff that's been happening at CES? I haven't seen all the stuff that's been... I get CES and E3 confused. Well, one, one is happening and one isn't. One is, no. <laughs> so where, when I heard... see, I was like, CES is in LA, is it? Is it not? Uh, Vegas, isn't Vegas. it? Vegas. I get Vegas and LA confused, evidently, was, as well. That was a hell of a night. <laughs> so, um, cars that can be driven with PlayStation controllers. What else is yep. new at CES? Well, they were showing off some transparent L- OLED displays, mm-hmm. uh, pop-up displays that are just clear and then have the telly on them. So what's what's that useful for? Don't know. Uh, uh, well, they are useful for filling what's weird at CES news stories. Right. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. It'll be you know, uh, it'll be t- televisions and monitors that's when you're not using them blend into the background of your room, Steve, or you'll be able to put other different bits and bobs on them. Sounds to me like that is useful for advertising. Just yeah, you know, be. shop yeah. windows that can also sell stuff to you. Yes, please. Uh, there was a new gaming handheld announced. Did you see this? I did not see this. It's co- it's from MSI, mm-hmm. and it's called the MSI Claw. This sounds like one of your sort of things. It's, well, I believe that the, uh, that the features and the um, technical capabilities of it aren't too far removed from my existing handheld of choice the rog ally mm-hmm. so i will not be upgrading to this but uh, it's good to see that there's competition there what we all want steve we mm-hmm. being us call, call handheld pc users is that it's for microsoft to start taking notice of us mm-hmm. and um make a, a, a like a proper handheld version of windows that what we can use rather than having to do a combination of uh using our mouse and mice and keyboards just to just to go into control panel settings and stuff like that so you know, competition's a good thing. This is the first one using uh, Intel Meteor Lake hardware. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the uh, the nerds seem excited by it. Um, mm-hmm. Asus unveiled a new phone. There are some new robot vacuum cleaners. Um, there's even a brand new washing machine, Steve. Imagine this, a Eureka dual washing bot. Can you use a uh, dual combines- with it? That combines an all-in-one laundry machine mm-hmm. and a robot floor cleaner. It can, Wait, wash, so, it can both wash, dry your clothes, and vacuum and mop your floors. So it's wobbling across the floor. <laughs> Sadly, it... not not that whole washing machine. No. Okay, uh, that would be uh, that would be fantastic. No, it's um no, but it, it, it what it does is it uses the washing machine's plumbing to load itself up with water. It comes out and mops your floors. Okay. Uh, and then goes back home. Perfect. Um, there's some new smart glasses. Um, there's a new uh, AI companion device, mm-hmm. the Rabbit R1. Which, uh, oh, I saw that. Did you? Oh, my goodness. I can't thank you for reminding me. Have you seen this? Uh, I'm not as familiar with it as you clearly well, are. So it is right. I'll describe it. It is a, a square device. Yep. It, it is sort of a kind of orangey red. Uh, it's got a display, a screen on it. It's mm-hmm. AI powered. It's got a little scroll wheel on it. Oh, lovely! It, it's two hundred dollars. 
Yes, please. Uh, visually, d- looks beautiful. Designed by Teenager Engineering, uh, uh, who do beautiful synths and music devices, uh, and I love them. Um, and it's not got a subscription. You just pay $200 and you get to use it. And you will notice during this, Simon, I haven't told you what it's used for. <laughs> I mean, it looks good. It's got a scroll wheel. And it's got AI. I'm in. Yeah. And it, and it automates your tasks. That's what it does. Okay. What are my tasks? I don't know. I don't know how it works or what it does. But what I can tell you is I put it in my shopping cart on the site because I'm like, I, I want this, even yeah. though I don't know what it does. Did I, it, well, did it automatically put itself in your shopping cart? <laughs> it did not automate that. keeps buying loads of I don't of have one yet, but... It's a pyramid um, scheme. I want it so much and have no idea what it... I, I don't understand it. I've, I've read I've read a piece on The Verge and several mm-hmm. similar sites, and they don't seem to... Well, at least they don't articulate clearly what it does either. I think no one knows. Like, I'm When's not, it coming out? It's it's very soon. It's like March or something. It's only $200, Simon. It's 160, only? 169 quid for this thing that I don't under, I really want it. But I, I genuinely don't understand what it does. I, I, okay. I, I can't get my head around what it does. It's like people say, yeah, it automates tasks. But how can it do that? It's on its own device somewhere. It's got It's got a SIM card slot. I know that. Okay. The idea is to create rabbits, <laughs> you, uh, which act as similar mm-hmm. to applets or scripts, yep. interact with your apps. I don't mm-hmm. have any apps. And perform simple or complex tasks automatically. Mm-hmm. Right. You can speak or type your commands or queries and even use the camera for object recognition and machine learning. Okay. Yeah. Do you, <laughs> does that help you? I mean, I want one too now. <laughs> I wanted to automate my apps. I wanted to breed rabbits. Mm. Uh, how exciting! I, I I think it looks great, and I it's absolutely the sort of stuff that I would a sort of thing that right. I would get and use once. Did you read that the first major redesign to uh, keyboards is coming? Mm. Shortly. I did. I think Samsung's doing it and uh, we're announcing it in a couple of weeks. Oh, no. On their, I, on their Galaxy books. I read that Microsoft have added a key to their keyboard. So that's, not, that's been added already. Is it? I haven't seen them. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's, it's a push the button for AI key. Yeah. <laughs> right. Mm hmm. No? I, I mean, I don't think so. Like, I, I use AI sparingly when I. What did I use it for most recently? For your apps, Steve, and to, pr- and to, to automate simple and complex tasks. Um, my my most recent um, searches on ChatGPT concatenate cells in sheets. Okay. List of C words. Okay. <laughs> uh, and image assistance provided. I use I use AI, you know, sparingly. I don't think I need a keyboard shortcut to send me to that site. In a delightful twist of events, audio electronics company Altec Lansing claimed that Nintendo's next console would launch in September 2024, only to later admit they were merely guessing. The announcement was part of a press release about Altec's revival of the classic GameShark software, now known as AI Shark. While Nintendo hasn't confirmed the release date, there's widespread speculation that the new console will launch this year. The price could be around $400, with games potentially costing $70, matching PS5 and Xbox Series X. So keep your joysticks crossed, gamers. And now, for some wild predictions about the rest of the year in the video games industry. Perhaps we'll see a resurgence of 8-bit games with a new generation discovering the charm of pixelated graphics. Or maybe virtual reality will finally become mainstream with everyone playing games in fully immersive 3D environments. And who knows, we might even see the first game designed to be played entirely by pet cats. After all, in the world of video games, anything is possible. <laughs> Thanks, Charles Bott. Um, this was your first news story, news story number one. Uh, didn't play first, thanks to Riverside and technical difficulties. Well, it's the big news, Steve. Mm, new console. Switch 2... Definitely isn't coming out in September. No, no, we were we were guessing definitely mm-hmm. is what we put in our press release and then got caught out by Nintendo. <laughs> so September the 2024 it is. Mm, you excited? 
very excited. I was um, on social media over the weekend. It was seven years since I was at the Switch One unveiling. Mm-hmm. Um, I think seven years. Uh, I took some pictures of my brother-in-law there, and I said, "Look, here he is working." Um, played some games. Took a picture of me playing One Two Switch uh, with my friend and colleague Jason. Uh, we had a great time. So I'm looking. Yeah, I was like, oh god, that was really exciting, wasn't it? So I'm looking forward to the new one coming definitely in September. Hundred mm, percent. Is September a good month to launch hardware? Do you think? I mean, I guess it's building up to Christmas and that sort of must-have Christmas toy vibe. Yes. I mean, it launched in March, didn't it, the original one? Because we were at mm. GDC. I yeah, remember we were. queuing up at GameStop to try it. Don't suppose you've got any switches, do you? <laughs> and they said, no, we don't. Um, and that was it, because I flew back and the switch had, my switch had already been delivered over here. And I was really annoyed about what a waste of a transatlantic flight that was mm. in a world where we could be playing Zelda. Valve is cracking down on AI-generated content in games on Steam. Developers are now required to disclose how they're utilising AI in their games, with a particular emphasis on preventing copyright infringements. Valve will categorise AI use into two groups, pre-generated and live-generated. The former pertains to content created with AI during the development process, while the latter refers to content generated by AI while the game is in play. This information will be displayed on Steam pages, aiding players in making informed decisions. Players also have the ability to report content they suspect breaches Valve's policies. So developers, no more underhanded AI tactics. To add a bit of fun, Valve could also include some tongue-in-cheek categories on the Steam pages. For instance, they could highlight if the game is actually rubbish, much like the anticipated quality of the upcoming Suicide Squad game, or perhaps a silly hat count for games with an absurd number of ridiculous headgear options. And let's not forget the unnecessary explosions category for games that just can't resist a good kaboom. These playful categories could bring a bit of humour to the platform, even if the game itself is a bit of a dud. Hold on, did Charles decide to lay into Suicide Squad there? Yes, he did. Did he? Well. (laughs) Well. (laughs) I was reading... um... I know. Is there a suicide? Yeah, there, there is a Suicide Squad story uh, next. Um, so it was, yeah, it was, it was, okay. uh, yeah, I, I sort of read that and then wanted a little bit of narrative linking mm-hmm. the two um, because it's ridiculous. It is frankly ridiculous. But um, this need to flag AI stuff, I mean, do we think pe- do we think actual people actually care? I think a small number of people on the internet with loud voices care and want everyone else to care. And some of their reasons are good and some of them are not uh, so good or not so relevant. Um, As ever, I think the majority, the silent majority, just want to play something that they like and mostly want to play FIFA or Call of Duty, Um, neither of which have AI in just yet. Well, I mean, it depends what you... AI is a spectrum, isn't it? Uh, so, so yeah, I don't think most people care, but I think Valve are putting it out there for two reasons. One, to cover their backs against the loudest people, although they won't really care because they'll shout anyway. Uh, and two, so in the future, if there are um, lawsuits based on the training data for the... some of the AI models um, that Valve can say that they did warn people uh, and maybe that'll help them. Yes. um, I mean, obviously, you know, the backlash seems to be against irresponsible AI, which I do agree with. Um, but, you know, we should be using technology to help us all be better at our jobs and um, all of that sort of stuff. So I don't know, this sort of blanket backlash towards it uh, yeah which mm. has prompted a policy change um yeah it does come from the loudest on the internet yes uh, i i mean i'm using uh li- i guess i would fall under live generation uh AI in my in my game you disgust me and- how dare you <laughs> And the reason I dare is because uh, I have similar view to you, Simon, one of the loudest people on the internet. I <laughs> believe that, you know, uh, technology 
is what you make of it. And uh, you can use it for bad and you can use it for good as well. And I think the way we're using it in my game, not the puzzle game, but the other game that I'm working on, produces new feelings and new possibilities in games rather than just, you know, makes people redundant. Um, indeed, it actually means we have to hire other people to to, to, to make this stuff work. Um and it produces stuff that we couldn't do without the without the AI. Now, I, you know, I have no doubt that that will lead to some people shouting at me. But what is new? Well, screw you. Rocksteady, the mastermind behind the Arkham series, has audaciously proclaimed their forthcoming title, Suicide Squad, as their biggest game in terms of narrative. Despite the initial delays and a rather tepid reception due to its live service elements, the game is now slated to make its grand debut on February 2nd, 2024. Critics, however, have pointed out that it doesn't exactly revolutionise the superhero genre like the Arkham series did. But hey, who are they to judge, right? Product director Darius Sadegian, in a bid to reassure fans, insists that the game still carries the DNA of the Batman Arkham series, suggesting a familiar yet expanded experience. Well, of course he would say that, wouldn't he? And let's not forget the rumours that the game will feature a dance-off between the Joker and Harley Quinn, set to the tune of Bohemian Rhapsody, <laughs> or the one about Batman developing a sudden fondness for knitting in his downtime. I mean, who wouldn't want to see the Dark Knight with a pair of knitting needles, right? I wonder if the press would be willing to print that nonsense too. All right, Simon, you're our uh, Batman correspondent. Indeed. Hello. Reporting in for duty. Well, uh, I, it's just this constant. So, look, I don't like the uh, the way that people can gang up on, you know, sort of gleefully celebrate games uh, that, uh, that emerge that clearly aren't what they were originally intended to be. However, everybody seems to be playing this game with Suicide Squad at the moment. And I mean... Uh, th- there were just so many media outlets um, and platform holders pushing this stuff at the moment, going, oh, look at this, this is coming out. I saw there was a big, one of the console formats holders on one of their um, pages going, oh, here's a closer look at Suicide Squad. And I'm like, come on, guys, do all, like, we all know this isn't any good. Even people close to the game that I know mm. go, this game is a disaster. <laughs> um, and, and yet, we, you know, this, this sort of pre-release hype machine mm-hmm. rolls on when everybody knows that it's going to be rubbish mm-hmm. everybody knows that it will be given away for peanuts within a few months it will be in all of your console subscription services because there is this support network that does not want a company as large as warner brothers and a developer like rocksteady to be seen to be failing and so we're, yeah we're, they are encouraging you to buy it even though it's going to be given away for free by the end of the year and at what point does this stop um i guess you know, it comes with added, added frustration on my side when I'm trying to get people to write about our games and they're too busy promoting mm. something that everybody <laughs> recognises is going to be rubbish. But what if it isn't, Simon? Oh, <laughs> what if it, well, I, I will buy a hat and uh, eat my cowl. <laughs> what I'll do. Um, it's not, you know... You look at what happened with Gotham Knights. Um, now, I, I haven't played it for a while, but... Um, you know, it was, it launched and it was, it was, it didn't meet expectations. Apparently it is better now, but the fact that that has been, you know, supported by so many other people since its launch commercially in terms of going in PlayStation plus going in bundles, you know, this, that, and the other, I'm like, come on, why are you giving away a game that's rubbish? One life left video game news with me, Charles bot 1.1. You're listening to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. We're a video game radio show. We've been doing this for 17 years now. And every year we remain exactly the same quality as the previous year. We're consistent, aren't we? No better, no worse. Yeah, that's what you've come to expect from us. Um, We are also a podcast. You can find the podcast at onelifeleft.com. There you can find the show notes that have been put together by our under-caretaker, Phil, you can also find a link to the Discord where you can get on with the, uh, you know, watch the show live and enjoy some 
show banter and also hear Simon's disgust at the behaviour of previous show guests. Which was a shame, actually, because when I said... um, So we're going to talk about Andrew Smith now uh, from Spilt Milk Studios, who came on the show just before Christmas to promote the Trash Goblin Kickstarter. Now, Trash Goblin was a game that I was familiar with, had enjoyed. I loved the pitch. I loved the prototype. I thought it played really nicely. Great idea. Looked fantastic. Mm. We were very happy to support it. And um, we've been happy to support Andrew before as well, haven't we? Indeed. He's been indeed, on the show. Yeah. He's a returning guest. Turns out there are limits to uh, how frequently you can return to One Life Left because <laughs> that was Andrew's last appearance. And, and the reason for that is um, uh, Spilt Milk have been really good at promoting the fact that uh, they decided to do the Kickstarter off their own back because mm. publishers wouldn't back the game um, and sort of rolling their sleeves up and getting the news out there, which is, you know, absolutely to be encouraged. Um, you take things into your own hands. I and, mean, to the uh, point that they got in touch with us, didn't they? Like, has- they hassled you. Mm. Andrew reached, reached out. I wouldn't say hassled, Simon. It was very polite because Andrew is, most of the time, very polite. Uh, reached out to us and said, would it be okay if I came on One Life Left to promote the uh, Trash Goblin Kickstarter? And what did we say, Simon? Well, I asked you first, because, you know, you're you're a guest, director of guests. (laughs) We said, we said, of course, of course. We like you. I like what you're doing. We'd be very happy. You know, if you view this as a valuable use of your time. And if you consider mm-hmm. our audience, our listeners to be valuable and, and, and worth reaching out to, we'd be more than happy to support you in that, Andrew Smith. And honestly, like him showing that degree of respect to our listeners, it was great to hear. It was really validating for us as well. Exactly. You know, we have been doing it a long time. It's, it is nice to feel... Mm-hmm. You know, to feel special, to feel rewarded, and to feel and I, I, important. I, I would hope the listeners feel special and rewarded. Indeed, as well. indeed. He wanted uh, to talk to you. Our generous donation of our time and our mm-hmm. listeners' attention, mm-hmm. you would think, would be something to, um, yeah, just to, just to, just to something to value on their end. Which, which to my surprise, Steve, mm-hmm. I saw Andrew Smith pop up on another Discord to promote a social media post he'd made on Reddit, mm-hmm. um, where he was talking about all the what they did to become a successful Kickstarter. Well, that's um, nice, isn't it? That that he's, isn't it? He's sharing the steps that he took. You know as a, a, an underdog declined by publishers to make his dream, this game, a reality. And it was a really nice uh, behind-the-scenes look at the timeline and the work that they'd put in. Well, he's a nice uh, why, guy. A why nice they guy. chose to do it at that time and all the rest of it. And it, then it went into some detail well, about... Well, that's, that's helpful, Simon, to break this thing down into steps. So the other developers would... Mm. It was aimed at them, but this uh, this this timeline would promote the steps they took to make their game successful mm-hmm. or their yep. Kickstarter successful. Um, and they yeah, went through it in chronological order. Um, uh, what happened timeline uh, talks from September, where they started it, through to the Kickstarter launch on December the 6th. Uh, they talk about Splattercat covering it. Um, and they were wanging on about how many views that has. Pirate Games streams it on the 9th of December. Uh, that was a real surprise to us, they say. Totally organic. On the 12th of December, Ellie Joy Panic streams it. We emailed them as part of the big push. And they seem to really enjoy it a lot, says Andrew Smith. Sorry, this was the 12th of December. The 12th of December. So um, I can, can I just add something to mm, this? 9th yes. of December. Yeah. Uh, email from Andrew Smith. Uh, yeah. Any spots on the show in the next few weeks for a little guest like me? 9th mm. of December. 9th of December. Well, Reach okay. out to One Life Left. 
Yeah. Uh, so Ellie Joy panic streamed it on the 13th. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then on the 14th of December, the winter demo update was released on Steam and Itch. And then on the 15th, Games Radar cover it. Mm-hmm. And the 19th, Blitz covers it. Mm-hmm. They go on the 19th of December, Next Quest Games Podcast. Oh. Now, that was the first time I'd ever read those four words in that <laughs> order. <laughs> I've never heard, what is next games quest next quest games podcast uh they explain it's a podcast with a very game dev focus so not sure how much it contributed but it still keeps the game and our studio visible during the campaign so they're not sure how much it contributed mm. but do deem it worthy enough to include in their timeline when they'd skipped over the fact that on the 13th of december they appeared on the one life left podcast 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 Hello, listeners of Resonance 104.4 FM. This is what Andrew Smith thinks of you. Um, so he uh, he wrote this post, which originally omitted the fact he was on our radio show stroke podcast. And I just responded in that disc in that discord with the word, <laughs> with the passive aggressive word, which I did enjoy using. I used it on you, actually, the, I think the, um, shortly afterwards, Steve. Mm. I just put interesting. <laughs> interesting. And that was in front of uh, in front of a totally different audience. This is full mm. of um, like the games industry, hardcore, all sort of, you know, want to learn from each other yeah. about how to publish on Steam. I just responded interesting. Now everybody else would go, well, why Simon said Simon doesn't say much on this because he's quite um he feels a bit intimidated by all the boffins in there it just says interesting to this other man mm. um i then popped over to our discord and, and used some use some of what my daughter would refer to as f words mm. but these were actual it was the actual f word well i was quite i was because i was i was annoyed that he did he deemed us unworthy of mentioning so much so how do you respond to that steam now, knowing how Kickstarter works, mm. I thought <laughs> the genuinely sassy way of doing it would just be because every time somebody cancels a, and this was with two hours to go on the um, <laughs> on the Kickstarter campaign, I just cancelled my pledge. They got a notification <laughs> that Simon Byron has cancelled his pledge. It's a shame, actually, because I was genu- I was genuinely looking forward to it. Uh, I just cancelled it, and um, uh, Andrew then said in the Games Discover Plus Discord, uh, he was like, "Oh." Um, he, he he laughed about it, mm-hmm. um, but said it was a pretty tricky time because lots of people were cancelling their pledges <laughs> within the last hour. He said someone's just cancelled a five hundred pound pledge. I'm guessing that's a Kickstarter troll, right? Where mm. they at the start they they buy in and at the end they they cancel. Um, I was like, oh, I, like, I was only joking, Andrew. Um, let me know if you need my twenty quid back. <laughs> um, and he then added us to the Reddit post. You know, so it was a happy outcome for everybody, particularly me, as I saved 20 quid. Congratulations to you, Simon. And thanks. congratulations, sort of, to Andrew and Spilt Milk. Looking forward to the game. I, I didn't pull out. I've still got my, my copy coming to me. Well, let's see what happens when, as it nears, as, as it comes through to launch any knocks on our door again. It's time for the letters. Email, messages, and forward BCC. One life letters. Uh, do we have letters this week? We have. We do, one, we do. We? We've got three. Oh, fantastic. Well done, team. Uh, do you want to start? Okay, this just in on the email from Chris Conroy. Right, dear team, SSG and our AI overlords. In a recent episode of Rob Harvilla's excellent 60 songs that explain the 90s, he describes how his mum wrote a scathing letter to a music magazine criticising his review of a U2 album. It's very funny, but I really can't do it justice in the time I had to write this, so you'll have to take my word for it. Have you ever had any memorable, constructive feedback from your nearest and dearest on your video gaming enterprises? My sons are very vocal in their assessment of my gaming skills, and I and if I'm on my no, it's right, and if I'm my own harshest critic, they come a very close second, particularly when it comes to FPS, where my response times are much better suited to to cerebral puzzlers nowadays. How about you? A for effort, 
effort or C for attainment. You're cuttingly critical correspondent, Chris Conway. Thanks, Chris. Yeah, my son, I I, I, I use this quite frequently. My son is um, deliberately hostile to almost everything I do at work to the extent <laughs> that uh, when he was young, he started off as a young, uh, it, 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 younger, younger in his career when um, if... Uh, he discovered any friends that liked any of the games that I'd signed, particularly Human Fall Flat. He would take great pleasure in talking them round the, to the position of it's actually rubbish. Why don't you play Gang instead? <laughs> the only time he's been remotely interested in uh, anything, or seemingly impressed by any of my working uh contributions or achievements uh was when i joined yogscast because he wanted to be a youtuber what about uh games that you're playing does he offer commentary on on your gaming uh well interestingly he is beginning to come round to more sort of single player experiences mm-hmm. he's he, he absolutely he's rinsed red dead redemption mm-hmm. um played he's 100 percented it and he spent so much on it and he said dad you have to play he's been trying to encourage me to play you mm-hmm. have to get past the bits where it's rubbish at the start or slow at the start it's fantastic best game i've ever played um he started up God of War, didn't get on with that. He, uh, I spoke to him at the weekend. He just started up Last of Us, and um, he's like, yeah, I quite like but it does so he, far. does he watch you play? Has he said, Simon, you need to be, well, <laughs> of course you Simon, I assume. Uh, he needs to be, you need to be better at this, or you're terrible at this. Or? Uh, only Fortnite when we when we play together. Mm-hmm. Um, that was years ago, so I've stopped playing it, but um, no. Uh, Alice has been watching me play chess. I'm trying to get better at chess. Okay. Uh, I'm terrible, absolutely terrible. And uh, she she watches me. She says, she says, Daddy, can we play chess? Can we play chess? She doesn't really understand where the pieces move to um, at the moment. And she's got to get a shift on because uh, the UK has a fantastic player uh, who recently came fifth, 15th in a European Championship who's eight years old. So wow. Alice really needs to yeah. get into this. Anyway, uh, she she watches me. And she says, "I've got an idea, Daddy. Can you just put him in check? Just put him in check, and then just okay. put him. Okay, just can you just put him in check? And then <laughs> I'm like, it's not. Well, I can't. You just. I think I know what to do. Just put him in check. So she does that. <laughs> um, as for the game, she might like. Uh, she likes. Not really shown any interest in any of the things I made apart from the puzzle game that's coming out later this year, which she actually genuinely enjoys at the mm. uh, So that's quite exciting as well. Uh, we have another letter here uh, from... Uh, from <sighs> I don't know how to say his Discord name. Raging Crins, I'm going to say. Hi team and SSG, week three of my letter writing campaign here. First, I would like to congratulate Phil on putting last week's show together. Yeah, well done, Phil. You said it was bad, but I have to say it didn't seem like it was on the podcast. Well, like I say, we've been consistent. Always maintain that level. Therefore, you can't tell when we've dropped. Um, I've just finished Avatar Frontiers. I have to say, I loved it, even though it's clearly a Far Cry reskin. Really enjoyed it. I have to say, I also love the Far Cry games, though, so that makes sense. Do you know of any other games that are clearly just a reskin from the developers? If you enjoyed the original, you can look to those for the same or more. Thank you from Simon. Uh, P.S. Also forgot to say, I'm looking forward to playing the Plate Up reskin coming to Xbox and Steve's game this year um what about what about that simon games that are clearly just the same game made well the obvious one for me is is all of the assassin's creed games right they're all the same essentially well i I mean a lot of the ubi a lot of ubisoft games do share Mm. the same dna don't they and uh, yeah avatar frontiers people do say it's very good and like you simon i do like the far cry games mm. um do you like avatar though as a franchise no i don't no. I, I don't i, I don't who understand does? anybody who does mike bithell does does he yes okay does that mean we can expect a avatar bithell game coming out is that I would have thought so, yes. Because um, he likes Tron as well, doesn't he? He likes Tron. And, and he so likes shapes. That's does like shapes. What I understand. Um, okay, we've got another letter as well. This is from Tim. Hi all, Apple Podcasts has recite- randomly decided to serve me with old OLLs from 2007. 
I've enjoyed listening to Simon being mean to Anne, Steve being uncertain about how much she was allowed to talk about Edge, and Anne interviewing Keith Chegwin. I've also been amused by, amused by your competitiveness over the number of Facebook followers OLL had compared to other podcasts such as One Up Yours and Giant Bomb. We could see who had the last laugh there. Many congratulations. <laughs> Many congratulations on not stopping. That is the thing we do best. Yes. Uh, what games from 2007 do you think stand up to the 7 out of 10 scores you awarded them? Here's a helpful link. Uh, Thank you for the link. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just scanning through it right now. Obviously, the big one is Super Mario Galaxy. Um, Brain Age 2, more training minutes in the day. Do you remember we were all obsessed with we those, were, Steve? Yeah. Weren't we? Doing them every day to keep mm. our brain ages young. Look at what happened there. Heavenly Sword. Him. How do you feel about that? Heavenly Sword. I never played it. Never played it either. No. Uh, Guitar Hero 3, I launched. That was that 2007. God, I loved that. Yes, that was so much fun. What a great time. First um, introduction of the drums. Uh, I hung out with the drummer from Blondie, Clem Burke, and I played on the main stage at the Isle of Wight Festival. Wow. Um, I also did Guitar Hero Encore Rocks the 80s, which was rubbish. <laughs> uh, American licensed 80s song uh, that no one asked for. Mm. Uh, first Assassin's Creed that was a good game at the time wasn't it um, and Oblivion was that 2007 really that was it... when we all got annoyed at everything levelling up with us at the same time didn't we yeah I'm looking down the uh, list right now uh, goodness me a lot of games it's a pretty good out. year pretty good year Crazy Taxi Fair Wars on PSP remember that so much stuff that like there was a paperboy reboot that year right bioshock came out that year simon okay i've got i've loaded that on my uh ally to uh play the remastered version i never will Mm. but it is there for me to ignore puzzle quest remember puzzle quest we were all into that match three yeah three game Um, oh look at that hmm Jenga World Tour on the Wii. (laughs) Excellent. Maybe it wasn't uh, universally a good time then. Thank you for your letter, Tim. Um, Please do keep them coming. Uh, You can email us at team at onelifeleft.com. You are listening to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. We're a video game radio show, uh, and we've been doing this for about 50 minutes so far. It's hard to tell because I'm going to have to, once more, do a series of edits after the show to bring it up to spec. Uh, It's almost time for the review section. It looks like we won't have time for a fast five, Simon. That is a shame. Have you got any other business? No, uh, we're going to be recording at a different time next week because both you and I are at Pocket Gamers Connects. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I'll see you hopefully on Monday, Tuesday next week. Uh, We'll have to work out when we're going to do that then. Well, you'll also see me at the Pocket Gamer Connects party where I will be doing Marioki, Simon. Maybe you'll be joining us uh, for that. Uh, Really, really excited for that because do you remember what happened the last time we played Pocket Gamer? I do. It was to large, uh, largely disinterest, and it invented a song which we did around networking, didn't we? That's right. Um, we Hashtag got, networking. We got chucked off stage at eight pm. Yeah, because people wanted to continue network. to network, and we were being too yeah. loud. So, uh, so we wrote a song about it. We did. We wrote Princess 1999. 19, 1999. 1999. Oh, I got it right. Yeah, yeah. Princess nineteen ninety nine, Tonight we're going to party like it's 1999 to tonight we're going to network for an hour from eight till nine. <laughs> I remember. I can't, wait. I can't wait for the Andrew Smith song. We were we were so <laughs> cross that night that when we came back on stage, we didn't let anyone else sing. We just sang at people because we'd spent an hour on the stage just drinking yeah. uh, aggressively. And it was a good night. So they've invited us back after nine years. Excellent. Are you going to open with 1999? Of course I am. And, um, and we are, uh, we've been given our own side room this time <laughs> <laughs> away from everybody else. Uh, no, genuinely excited about it. I think it's going to be a fun night. And uh, you- They always come back, Steve, don't they? Well, eventually, eventually they do. Um, so, 
if you want to come to that, uh, if you've got a ticket for Pocket Gamer, you can just turn up to the party and we'll see you there. If you don't, you can buy a ticket for Pocket Gamer or you can buy a ticket just for Marioki, uh, which will get you into that party at half eight. Uh, and come and find us in the side room. Uh, tickets available. You'll find them on the Marioki Discord or I'll link them on the One Life Left Discord as well after we finish recording this. All right. Time for the reviews. Simon, what have you been playing this week? I've been playing quite a lot. I've been trying to um, sort of dip in and out before I start Prince of Persia. So I, I restarted Sifu on easy. And that's got a really nice way of letting you... Um, so you have to restart your progress if you change difficulty. Not good. Mm-hmm. Um, but actually what it does is it imports your um, the top of your skill tree into the lowest difficulty. So you actually you, you also start off with a bit of a all the things you've managed to unlock in the other difficulties. So I what, quite like that. What getting, is this uh, game? I don't know what you're talking about. Sifu. What's Sifu? The the martial arts. Um, uh, it's basically the raid sort of mm-hmm. um, game. Um, uh, yeah, a close combat. Um, is it a side of, scroller? Know, like uh, well, it has a side scrolling bit in it, um, mm. but no, it's a, it's a three D. Okay, uh, it's, it's very difficult. Um, I got through to the end of the second or third level previously, um, and then just thought I'm never going to finish this, so I've dropped the difficulty down and I've gone. I'm back into the second level already now, so that's been good, and I've, I've quite liked how they've approached that. But the new game I've played this week, um, Kate's been away, um, so I've been uh, solo parenting, which has been fine. But on um, Saturday night, uh, after the snooker had finished, uh, I thought, you know what? I haven't played my quest for a while. So I popped that on and I was a bit drunk. I played um, Creed, um, whatever the full name is, but the boxing game based around uh, the Rocky films. Mm-hmm. And so I put a headset on. I went then went into a virtual ring and I punched people coming at me. And I found it quite an unnerving <laughs> experience, I have to say. There are a few sort of mini games in between each bouts where you sort of give yourself um, a certain amount of stamina or, or, uh, or what have you to take into the main thing. And then you go in and it's just really weird being in a boxing ring uh, where people are coming at you. You hold your two controllers up and to sort of guard and block. Uh, and, and these characters are hitting you. And then you punch them back and... Fortunately, the Guardian area on the Quest 3 is quite robust, so I didn't smash my uh, hands into walls or break any equipment. But um, I did find it quite a workout, Steve. Um, uh, yeah, thoroughly enjoyable. I'm not sure it makes me any good at fighting. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think you could take all of those skills into a real combat arena because um, when you're moving around the ring, you have to hold down two buttons, a button each on, on each of the controllers, and waggle your arms like that as you're sort of walking, <laughs> walking around the ring, which I don't haven't seen them do in real boxing matches. Uh, but yeah, I found it good fun, uh, a little bit unnerving. Seven out of ten. What about you, Steve? Uh, went back to Baldur's Gate again. Uh, I really need to break through into the into the meat of the game. Like I keep starting the tutorial, going through the first bit when you're on the ship, and and then going, oh, I can't be bothered. Uh, but I know if I can get past that, I will fall in love with it again because I did love it the previous time before I got stuck. Um, I have been playing two games. Uh, one of which is. A, I've closed down Steam to try and get Riverside to work better, but it didn't work, and I regret doing that, so I can't remember the name of it. It's a block puzzle pushing soccer ban game about bunnies running away from you. Do you know what that's called? I do not, Steve. That's uh, um, the only time I would hear about that sort of thing is from you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, well, I can't tell you what it's called unless I start up Steam, which I'll do now in the background. While I talk about the other game that I've been playing, which is a game I wanted to play for a while, but I haven't been able to until I got a controller, um, a new controller, uh, which is Exit 8. Have you heard of that? Yes. Mm. So Exit 8 is a, a small indie game, really intriguing. I think it might be Japanese. Not sure. Uh seems to be set in Japan at least and it is set in a subway corridor and you go through it and there's some signs on the corridor and some posters along the left advertising some things and a locked door to your right and there's a guy who's walking towards you and you walk past him and you go around a corner and you go another around another corner and you're back in the same first corridor Simon 
What? And there's the posters, and there's the doors, and there's the lights above you, and there's the guy walking towards you. And you go, I think I've been here before. And you go around the corner, and you go around the corner, and you're back in the corridor again, Simon. And you've got Sounds to like get. A bug to me. You've got to find exit eight. And eventually, you see a notice on the side, which says something along the lines of, "If you, um, you know, find exit eight, if you spot an anomaly." turn around, go back where you came from. If you don't, keep going. Find exit eight, that's it. What you've got to do, essentially, is you go into that corridor and you look and you think, is this the same as it was last time? Is there a subtle difference? Are those posters are the other way around. Is there an extra doorknob on that door over there? Are the lights in a slightly different array? Is there a torrent of blood rushing towards you? Oh my God, run away, turn around. And then one of the signs says, all right, this way for exit one, exit two. You've got to do that loop eight times. Sometimes there are no differences at all. So you do have to go all the way to the end of the corridor. Other times there might be a really subtle difference. Sometimes a man might spring out from the wall and try and throttle you. It's really effective, really, really scary, tense, interesting, cool. Um, I'm not good enough at it. I got as far as finding a sign to exit five and then realised I was never going to do it. But I thought it was a really, really impressive, tight game loop and thoroughly recommend it. Seven out of ten. Good stuff. We're overrunning, Steve. We are, although I'll have to edit some stuff out of the show, thanks to Riverside. So, it's probably fine. Uh, I've really enjoyed it, Simon. Thank you for... Uh, being Thank such you. an excellent co-host. No problem. Same time next... No, it won't be same time next week. Earlier time next week. See you then. See you then. Until then, goodbye! goodbye.